Welcome to the Seeing Red Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Seeing Red Podcast. My name is Troy Moriello and I am your host, bringing you up to date and up to speed on all things St. John's basketball. And all we heard on Saturday night after the DePaul game, after the worst loss of the season for St. John's and all things considered after the worst loss for this program in a couple of years, I would say, when, with everything on the line, all things considered, all that we heard after that game was what? It was a look-ahead game. They got caught overlooking their opponent. They got caught looking ahead to Tuesday night. My only question is, what the hell were you looking ahead to? Villanova beats St. John's 81-58. to It's a 23-point loss for the Red Storm, and frankly, it could have been 33, it could have been 43 if Jay Wright and Villanova, the 8th-ranked Wildcats, wanted it to be. St. John's basically from the 15-minute mark of the first half fell behind 10-2 to and did not get within really double the single digits from that point on in the game. For the final 35 minutes of this game, essentially, Villanova played with a comfortable lead and was comfortably in command. And I'll never call out the effort of players because I'm not in the business of doing that. But the intensity just was not there for really a second straight game for St. John's. On the defensive end, Villanova was getting whatever it wanted, going inside, shooting threes, doing whatever they wanted, getting to the basket easily once again. And the main culprit of this loss for sure, on the offensive end, St. John shoots 3 of 23 from three-point range, 13%. Really the main reason why they fell behind in this game early, they got reliant on the three-point ball. They had been... I think overly reliant on the three-point ball all season long. You saw throughout this winning streak, a lot of those shots were going in against Providence, against Marquette, even against Villanova, even the loss against Butler. They were shooting the ball well from three-point range. Against Xavier, shooting the ball well from three-point range. Tonight, you saw what happens when a team that is overly reliant on the three-point ball misses those shots. When a team that isn't really a three-point shooting team yet relies on three-point shooting and overly relies on three-point shooting, I think we would all say, misses those shots. It turns into an absolute blowout loss. But like I said, the main issue that I have with this, and I'm not going to call it effort, I'm going to call it the intensity. This game was over, as I mentioned, five minutes in. You felt like they had no chance in this game. Five minutes in. They couldn't even get to the to the 12-minute mark of the first half. They couldn't even get to halftime to where you thought that they had a shot to win this game. Down by 17 in the first half, or at halftime. They couldn't even get it down to, to 10 at some point in the second half. Villanova didn't break a sweat in this game. And that's what bothers me. You were a double-digit underdog in this game. There was a very low chance that you were going to win this game. Even with your season on the line, all things considered. But to never even really challenge Villanova. 
And to just let them walk right in and just, I mean, Villanova obviously is an incredible team, but just let them do whatever they want and to really offer no resistance, to me that stinks. Especially in a game where for 48 hours now, or 72 hours basically, we were saying your season's on the line with this game. You suffered a crushing loss against DePaul, but you can make it almost all up right now against Villanova. You can put yourself right back on the bubble if you can somehow win this game. Players were saying that. We need to win this game. The intensity just was never there. That's the main problem that I have with this game. Is that you never even challenge Villanova. And think about this run for St. John's. Think about the you know the, the six-game uh, winning streak. The entire run basically over the last month plus. You know, look at these games. Look at the look at the uh, look at the um, excuse me. Look at the UConn game, down by what sixteen points early. Look at the Marquette game, up by fifteen, blew that big lead to start the second half. Responded right away. Look at the first Villanova game. You know, Villanova kept chipping away in that game, and you kept punching back. Look at the Providence game. Providence did the same thing to you. Eliminated a big lead, and you threw another punch right back. You know, look at the Xavier game when you were kind of able to pull away at the end, keep them at an arm's length throughout the last couple of minutes and close that game out. There was intensity there. There was fight there. These last two games, I just I haven't seen that intensity. And it obviously starts on the defensive end of the court, for sure. You know, the defense has not been great now for, for really, I would say, what, six straight games now or five straight games now. You allowed 81 points to Providence. You allowed a a bad offensive Butler team to score 76 on you. 84 to Xavier. 88 to DePaul. And now 81 to Villanova. The hallmark of this team during the, the, the winning streak, 70 points to UConn. 68 to DePaul. 73 to Marquette. 59 to Villanova. Defense was was carrying the streak. And we didn't see that defense tonight. We just saw no defensive intensity tonight. And when we did see defensive intensity, when we did see the you know forcing turnovers, you did nothing to capitalize off of them. Seven points off of 15 turnovers tonight. When you did make a play and speed Villanova up like you did in the first game, you weren't able to capitalize. They didn't play smart tonight. There were so many unforced errors. There were so many decisions that made you scratch your head. St. John's turned the ball over 16 times themselves. A lot of head-scratching decisions tonight. Overall, no one played well. Julian Champagny scored 16 points, needed 18 shots to get there, missed his first eight shots, and, uh, you know... When Julian plays well, 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 we'll praise him. When he plays bad, we'll criticize him. He was a big part of the reason why St. John's fell into that big hole. You know, he's missing his first eight shots. Put St. John's in that big hole. Posh Alexander, after we saw him dominate Colin Gillespie, the first meeting. Four points, two assists, two steals. And obviously suffered that injury at the end that we hope is not a serious one, but I guess we will uh, we'll find out about that. Colin Gillespie, after getting dominated in the first game by Posh, by Adai Wusu, by Rasheem Dunn, 
Gillespie shoots five of eight from the field, 14 points and five assists. And he could have had, you know, 25 points if this was a close game, if they needed him to. Villanova just did whatever they wanted on the offensive end. And that's my issue. The intensity, the defensive intensity was just not there this game. And now, as we turn the page on this game, your whatever your slim tournament hopes were are all but dashed at this point. You know, unless you would probably have to win out now your final two or three games, depending if they play a game over the weekend, you need to win those those final games and then make a run in the Big East tournament, you know, almost to the, to the finals of the Big East tournament, which at that point you may as well just win the thing. So anything short of almost winning the Big East tournament, uh, you're going to be headed to the NIT this year. But what I want to see... And I, I, you know, being negative now, let's be a little bit positive. Again, this was a team that was picked ninth in the conference. Unless they totally torpedo, they're going to finish higher than ninth. They should finish sixth, you would hope. You know, you don't want to see a tailspin now, though. You don't want to see a loss to Providence next week and a loss to Seton Hall the following game. And an 8 and 11 conference record at a time when obviously you were 8 and 7. You don't want to see that losing five out of six to end the year after your good run. So if they can avoid that kind of torpedo, I would say that this has still been a successful year. This has been a young team. They're going to have games like this. Overall, though, 14 and 10, 8 and 9 in the conference. If you would have told me that, you know, three months ago, I would have said, all right, that's, that's respectable for this team, for this group. If you would have told me that two months ago, I would have been ecstatic. So, I mean, it's all about perspective here. And yes, you know, with this program, we know that tournament runs are fleeting. You know, they only happen once every couple of years, you feel like. But you hope that that's not going to be the case now with with Anderson and, and this, you know, staff that they have in place. That hopefully they'll be a consistent winner now. We've seen improvement year one to year two. Now it's time to take the leap year three. So overall, you didn't like how this season ended, but listen, if you if, if you would have taken care of business against DePaul, first of all, that would have changed everything. Because, you know, then we'd be looking at this game and we'd be saying, all right, you know, you lost to Villanova, but you're still 9-8 and eight in the conference. You know, win your last two, you'd be 11-8, and eight, you'd probably be going to the tournament if you're just beating DePaul. But obviously, you know, there's no use beating a dead horse at that point. They, they, they lost to DePaul, so it is what it is. But... Overall, still been a successful season, in my opinion. There's still progress being made. Barring any major defections, this will still be a top, I think, five, worst case, you know, top five team in the conference next year going into the year. You're going to have the preseason player of the year next year, in my opinion. You're going to have the freshman of the year. And at the end of the day, you're going to have the Big East coach of the year, probably, in Mike Anderson. Again, unless they torpedo these last couple of games. So, the future is bright. Tonight sucked. Saturday night sucked. The game against Butler sucked. It's going to suck not going to the NCAA tournament again. And really not playing in the real tournament now for, what, six years, essentially. If you don't count the stupid playing game. It sucks. But take a step back. Breathe. Things are still looking up. Don't let a 
blowout loss to Villanova, you know, a top 10 Villanova team on the road, be the thing that changes your mind with this program? Please don't do that. You know, use your head here for a second. Things are still looking up. Things are trending in the right direction. This year is not ending how we hoped it was going to end. But the, the, the future is still there. The groundwork is still being laid. Next year now, if we're in this spot, and we're talking about a team that's going to miss the NCAA tournament, we'll be having a completely different discussion. But overall, I think Anderson has gotten everything that he can get out of this team. So that's just my thoughts on that. But let's bring in John Cavanaugh now to uh, recap the rest of this Villanova game. John's come on a bunch of times, always does a fantastic job. So let's get to that right now. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, I am now joined by John Cavanaugh, longtime member of this podcast, and he comes on after a blowout loss tonight, St. John's against Villanova. John, how are you hanging in there tonight? Uh, well, I've, I turned to alcohol fairly quick, uh, <laughs> so I, I want to say that um, a tad tipsy, but I'm doing all right, Troy. Uh, you know, it is it is what it is at this point. Oh, so, so we're not getting the sober John Cavanaugh tonight, not fully sober tonight. <laughs> I wish that was me, man. <laughs> but, um, all right, let's get into it, though. I mean, the game's not even over yet. St. John's is down by... 22 at this point right now uh the game was basically over i would say at the 15 minute mark of the first half it felt like villanova uh was not really going to be challenged in this game uh for you though i mean what was the first sign you know of things kind of were not going gonna go right for this game in st john's what, what did they do wrong right off the bat for you yeah right off the bat they just didn't play their game they never established their way of play you know villanova one of the best backboard offenses in the country, and they played right into their hands. Uh, St. John's just didn't go to the paint. They were settling for bad early on. Mm-hmm. They were saying, but they they didn't realize that they could score in the paint. They were just settling for bad jump shots. And I knew right away, you know, we went into the half down 17, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was a first half of just, like I said, settling for bad shots. Not getting to the rim, lack of going to the rim. I said, if, I said to myself, if we can make that kind of adjustment in the second half, we might give it a shot. But it never happened. And this game, like you said, was over within the first few minutes. It just didn't seem like the intensity was there. I don't want to say it was an effort thing because I feel like, um, you know, this is a young team and they yeah. do get effort. But I, I, you know, they just got outclassed. They got outclassed from the start. And if Villanova, they. You know, they beat Villanova once. They played well. I thought they matched up well. Um, you know, they, they got Villanova on the run list, but this game they just never had an ounce of an opportunity to even chomp into that lead at all. So just right from the get-go, it was just well, their offense never got going. It was ugly, um, and it was just a bad, bad start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, I, I would turn to the offense as well. And like you said, mainly the three-point shooting, it, it feels like it, it kind of bailed them out, you know, in a couple of games this year, or at least during this streak where, you know, you look at on the road against Providence, on the road against Marquette, where in the first half of those games, you know, they shot the lights out of the ball and kind of, you know, built up a nice big lead. It felt like tonight, and even against Xavier last week, you know, it felt like tonight 
they were kind of turning to the three ball to kind of keep them in the game. And when you're not really a great three-point shooting team like St. John's is, when you don't really have a whole lot of knockdown shooters, you turn to the three that early. If it's not falling like it is, it can get ugly real quick. And I, I, I 100% agree. I think it was the three-point shooting was, was the main culprit in falling behind by 10, 15 points really right at the jump. No, totally agree. And I think what also hurt them was Champagny missed his first eight shots. Mm-hmm. Posh was able to start. Mm-hmm. The guys they needed to lean on tonight also struggled. So there really was no bright spot in this game. There was, you know, Champagny couldn't shoulder the load. He had enough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the one thing you have to turn to is, especially in the start of the second half, they had an opportunity to kind of get back in it where they forced Villanova. I don't remember the sequence exactly, but they forced Villanova into great turnovers. Mm-hmm. And I think Wusu then followed it up with a travel, and Dunn followed it up with turnovers, turnover of his own. Mm-hmm. And they had five points off of 11 Villanova turnovers the last time I checked. Yeah. That is nearly enough. They, so... They didn't capitalize on their opportunities to get back in the game. I think, you know, especially to start that second half, when you force Villanova into the stick, you have to capitalize. And they were just all over the place. They could not do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you hit on an in- interesting point there about, you know, the capitalizing on the turnovers. What was it against DePaul? I think they had forced, you know, what, 16, 17, 18 turnovers, but only had like 20-something points off of those turnovers. It, it was kind of exactly like you said. The same thing here where, you know, Villanova, I think, controlled the pace of this game. There's no doubt about it. But when St. John's was kind of getting into their rhythm and, you know, forcing those turnovers, they weren't really getting out in transition. I also think we have to give Villanova a ton of credit too. you know, not only in their half court defense, but in their transition defense, they were phenomenal on the defensive end as well. And really forced St. John's into a lot of bad shots. I felt like a hundred percent. I mean, they are one of the best coach teams. Yeah. For, mm-hmm. We all say they get a really nice whistle and I still think they do, but that had nothing to do with anything. And I yeah. really welcome. They, they did a great job of slowing St. John's down. And like I said earlier, they did a great job of forcing St. John's to play uh, how St. John's doesn't want to play. That's in their half-court offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing about this game, and then we can get to an overview. You mentioned kind of the intensity wasn't there. And and you're right. I never want to criticize effort of college kids, first of all. But you know, just effort in general. It's You can't really tell from one game to the other. But the intensity, I think you're absolutely right there. You know, these last two games now... I feel like just the intensity on the defensive end and just the intensity in general has not been there. Like you said, they had a couple of chances in it early in the second half to get back in this game and never got it within, what, 15, I don't think, in the second half. You look back at the DePaul game as well. Sure, they got it down you know, to five points at the end of that game as well, but that was just more, I think, DePaul being a crappy team, to be honest, than, than anything. These last two games, the intensity hasn't really been there to you know punch back when you're punched in the face, whereas you saw that against you know, Xavier, you saw that especially against Providence, against Marquette, even the first game against Villanova, whenever they made a mini run, it felt like St. John's was coming right back and, you know, hitting them back with a, with a punch. I, I just didn't see the intensity there tonight or on Saturday night. No, I didn't either. I think the most disappointing thing about that is, is you lose to DePaul 88-83 in a game that you really needed to have and that you had to have. Mm-hmm. You're, you're coming into this game against Villanova, obviously underdog, but your season's on the line. Mm-hmm. Tournament hopes are on the line. You managed to knock off Villanova again right back in the conversation. So I think for them to really come out and not show that, we heard the talk all week about 
how they were going to come out and play their best game. I think Champagne said something to that effect. They yeah. were going to come out, uh, you know, play really hard. They didn't. Uh, I really think that they came out lacking intensity from the tip, and that that's really disappointing. I think when. when you have to when you understand the magnitude of the game. I think for them to come out the way they did, uh, certainly it's disappointing. And it was the game against DePaul. I think the more concerning thing is their defense has slipped again, and it was a problem when they were losing early in the season. And it's really kind of come back to haunt them. And their loss against DePaul, their loss against Villanova tonight. Um, you know, even against Xavier, they didn't look too strong. Yeah. They mm-hmm. won, but they had to score 93 points to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, their defense has certainly slipped, and I would look at that immediately. We talked about their offense, but their defense has really been uh, very, very uh, fluky these last few weeks. No, absolutely. And I, I think that's, you know, even been the bigger culprit even on the on the half court defense I think it's it's been putrid the last couple of games getting killed in the paint you know tonight Villanova really killed them from outside 42% from three point range you're absolutely right it's it's been the defensive end as well where they've really taken a step back these last you know two weeks or so um let's look now I mean the remainder of the, of the regular season at least is you know Seton Hall and then Providence or Providence and then Seton Hall Maybe they will make up a game on Saturday against a non-conference opponent. I, I guess we'll wait and see about that. For you, is there any path, you know, for this team to even make the NCAA tournament now, outside of winning the Big East? Like, would would, would two more wins, and then you know, it's it's. I feel like it's even stupid to be talking about this, but is two more wins, and then like a Big East final appearance? Like, what gets it done in your eyes? Yeah, I mean, I think people that think if they beat Seton Hall and Providence that they'll have a shot. No, they definitely no. won't. Mm-hmm. No, they, that's, that's out of the equation. Yeah. I think they had to run the table uh, to avoid having to have a miraculous Big East tournament performance. So I think that you know they were already uh, not even in the first four out after the loss to DePaul. Another loss tonight probably hurt their chances even more. They're going to need to win out, and they're. I, I kind of agree. I think they're going to need to get to the finals, not not only win the Big East tournament, but they're going to have to get to the finals to yeah. really give themselves a shot. They're going to have to, you know, they need, this is now, you know, they've lost their, their last two out of three. If they win their, their last games and then they put a little win streak together in the big tournament, they could very well be back in the equation. But I just don't see any other path for them at this point. I think, you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, I, I, I think you're talking about way too tall of a tack. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I don't see them making the tournament. Uh, you know, they're just not playing great basketball right now. But hopefully, the next two games they get maybe a little momentum back going into the tournament. That's the only pathway. They, like you said, they're going to need to make the finals, and and they do it. I guess if they get favorable matchups, I'm not sure what it looks like. But yeah, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not too confident, Troy. Mm-hmm. I think a reasonable goal. You know, we're seeing that this team obviously was not as good as, you know, the six game win streak as we saw, you know, even, you know, how, how they're playing at the beginning of this month. And I think we all knew that, um, you know, if you could kind of split these last two games, though, go 15 and 11, win, you know, a game or two in the Big East tournament, I think that would be considered a pretty successful season. In your mind, though, I mean, what would it take, you know, these these final two games in the regular season and then the Big East tournament, what would it take for you to consider, you know, this season, Mike Anderson's second season, a success, you know, in obviously this crazy year? What, what would it take for you? I think you just hit the nail on the head. I think, like, it's tough perspective. And this is, you know, to remind everyone, this is a very young team. 
you know, I don't think they're as bad as they played early in the season when they, they had uh, before they were game win streak and I don't think they're as good as they are when they went on the six game win streak mm-hmm. there's something in the middle of there the young team that has definitely gone on good stretches and bad stretches inconsistency is very common in young teams They and they're reliant on a, a lot of their young players like Posh like Champagny you know uh, Wusu is a freshman as well so they have some pieces moving forward to you know get excited about so I'm not shocked that uh, they're not going to make the tournament most likely I think it would be considered a success. 16 wins with this team would be considered a success. You know, I look for improvement year to year with a coach. It would be uh, an improvement on last season. So I think that's another positive. And, uh, you know, they did have some some notable wins. Uh, they they had some bad losses, but some notable wins that you can hang your hat on. I would consider a success for the most part. I think going forward, though, uh, St. John's next season, they're going to get um, some pretty decent recruits and some more guys that fit my Anderson system. For the love of God, they need a big, they need a true big <laughs> line down low. I haven't seen one in Queens for the last, I don't know how long. It has to be addressed. For some, I don't know, bigs just don't want to come here or if they I don't understand what it is but mm-hmm. I that needs to be fixed but I, I would say that yeah like you said for the most part the season is a success I think next year you know when a coach gets into their third fourth year that you can really fully judge their performance so at this point Mike Anderson's done a pretty good job and he's done what you know he's done what you've asked him to do and that's make them competitive and you know they're they're playing decent basketball. Absolutely, I I can't say it much better than that, John. Thank you, uh, thank you for coming on there. You know that was that was a heck of a performance by you, and uh, you know hopefully we will uh, we will talk maybe one more time this season. If not, you know uh, I'll I'll catch you definitely at some point uh, during the off season for sure. But uh, thank you for coming on tonight, my man. Thank you, Troy. And I want to just shout out one thing. Mike Francesa, you tweet once about St. John, <laughs> and it's when they're down. That is just typical Mike Francesa. I yep. more. But, you know, the only tweet I ever see about him, and it's a negative one, getting stomped by the Pats, as he says. So, oh, yep. Uh, you know, just want to throw that out there. Mike, you're a St. John's alum. Act like it. Yep. I, I'm going to get to that in a, in a couple of minutes, my man. You, uh, you definitely got it there. But, uh, Thank you for coming on, man, and enjoy the rest of your night for sure. You got it, Troy. Thanks as always for having me. All right. Have a good one. (laughs) All right. Thank you once again to John for coming on. We'll get to some news and notes now uh, as we round up this show. As John mentioned, that Mike Francesa tweet, uh, critical of the Johnnies tonight in their loss. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like when you're an alum of the school, as John mentioned, Guy doesn't say a single word about the team all season long, let alone, you know, during their entire winning streak that got them on the bubble and almost into the NCAA tournament. Doesn't say a single thing. All of a sudden now, they're losing, you know, they play their worst half of the season really against Villanova, down by 17, and all of a sudden now he's jumping on and piling on them. Come on, man. You know, not even to, to, to be totally silent as well when we beat this Villanova team three weeks ago. Doesn't say a word about that. But now, all of a sudden, he's jumping on the pile. Oh, look how bad St. John's is. 
Come on, be better than that, man. And I have obviously the utmost respect for Mike Grant's Francis. I know, you know, he's not listening to this, so what do I care? But, you know, I, I you know, that guy's an idol and I, I look up to him as well. But to, to do something like that is, is ridiculous, you know, to pile on like that and to just totally overlook what this team has done for the past month and a half is, is crazy to me. But I digress. Uh, we try to get these out as quickly as possible post game. So we're not really going to have a full scope of Posh Alexander's injury right now. Uh, Anderson said that it's a right thumb injury, which I would assume is his shooting hand, so that's that's an issue for sure, a thumb. Um, you know, good now that you have a week off, obviously, so if it's not a serious injury, uh, you hope that he wouldn't miss any time, but at this point, you know, with the NCAA tournament kind of out of reach, uh, maybe, you know, if he has to sit until the Big East tournament, wouldn't be the, the worst thing in the world, but uh, hopefully Posh is not, you know, seriously injured and he uh, isn't going to miss any time. I saw Zach just tweet that um, Mike is not looking to reschedule another game or to schedule another game over the weekend. He said he wants to get the guys rest, which which at this point, probably, you know, for the best, um, like we mentioned, you know, the NCAA tournament is, is likely out of reach. Even, you know, if you were to schedule, you know, a fellow bubble team on Saturday or Sunday, win that game, you know, win against Providence and then win again against Seton Hall and sweep your final three games as unlikely as that would be. Even to do all that, I still don't think you'd be a lock to be in the NCAA tournament. At this point, you know, your your best case is just going to be winning the conference tournament. So not a whole lot of reason to do that. I think maybe if you had beaten Villanova tonight or even if you had beat DePaul, won one of these last two games, it would have made sense to do that. But obviously at this point now, uh, just getting rest, getting healthy and, you know, looking forward to the conference conference tournament I think is you know going to be the main focus now finishing finishing the regular season strong in these final two games and then going to the conference tournament uh seems like it would make the most amount of sense but so it'll be a week off for uh for St. John's they won't play over this weekend or at least it uh it does not seem like it but that just about uh, wraps up this show. We hope that Posh is okay. We hope that you know St. John's, hopefully you know rebounds and 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 plays better. You know when we when we talk next uh, next week before the pro or after the Providence game. Um, you know and hopefully they can turn this thing around and like I said, finish the regular season strong, get a couple of wins to finish the regular season, and then see what you do in the conference tournament. And try to get a couple more wins in the conference tournament. They can they can still finish above 500 in the league, which. I I think at this point would be considered a rousing success. They can still get to 10 conference wins, which we never thought they would ever get to. They can still finish, I don't think, I don't know about top five, but top five or six in the conference, which again would be a success. Still a lot of chances to overachieve this season for St. John. So let's see if they can handle them after a, a really bad two game stretch here against DePaul and then tonight against Villanova. But thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week after the Providence game. We're always here. So we'll be back after that problem this game. But as always, let's go, Johnny's.